Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We've all been there. You're standing in the beer aisle staring at the same selection that was there last week and just wishing you could try something different. That's where Tavor comes in. Tavor is the best and easiest way for you to get the beers that you can't find in your favorite bottle shop. No need to hunt down people to trade with or worry about sending some sketchy guy a PayPal account hoping that he delivers on the bottle that you want. Tavor has your back. They only work with independent breweries, so there's no risk of getting suckered into buying an InBev beer pretending to be a craft brew. And it's insanely easy. Just sign up for your free account, download the Tavor app for your Android or iPhone, and you'll get notifications when new beers are ready. Just go to the app and click Get It, and they'll put the quantity requested aside for you and ship it to your door. You can ship as many beers as you want for a flat fee, and you can schedule your delivery as soon as one week and as late as five after you select the beer you want to buy. And now, fans of Craft Brewed Sports can get $10 in credit after you buy your first beer through Tavor.com. Just go to our website, craftbrewedsports.com, and click the Tavor link in the menu bar. Create your free account, and after your first beer is shipped out, you'll see a $10 credit hit your account. There's no commitment, no contract, no gimmicks, just great beer delivered directly to your door. I don't even know where you're sitting at. But. Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Craft Fruit Sports. I'm Mike, with me as always is Scott. That was funnier than we even discussed it being. I'm so glad we oh did Oh my that. gosh. That was classic. That was so good. Uh, this is Craft Fruit Sports. Uh, Scott, you ready to tap this cake of sports knowledge? Yeah, since Joe ain't here, I guess I gotta. I know, man. It's weird without Joe. Um, Joe's it's Joe's birthday, so shout out Joe! Happy birthday, man! I know what you want to do. Don't, I, I'm don't, not gonna. Okay, I, I'm not gonna. <laughs> happy birthday, bro! <laughs> uh, yeah, happy birthday, Joe! Joe's out, so it's just Scott and I tonight. Uh, Kicking it old school. Yeah, man, it's weird. I got to do the computer shit again. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's a lot to lot to deal with, but we'll be all right. We're gonna get through this shit. Uh, it's like riding a bike, right? I'll be right back on it. It's fine. <laughs> Sure. Okay, cool. Uh, a town bicycle. If there's tech issues, it is 100% my fault tonight, <laughs> but we can blame Joe for not being here. I have a uh, feeling there'll be 100% less DJ Airhorns. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot all about DJ Airhorns already. That's exactly why uh, I thought there'd be 100% less. <laughs> Uh, well, we got an awesome show for you guys tonight. Uh, we've got we're going to talk some MLB playoffs. We're talking G League and that news. I think that is the craziest news of the day, um, shaking up the entire basketball world. Yes. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. We've got some- all four sports are going down at the same time right now. It's the magical time of year, man. That's the tiniest of windows that happens. It really twice is. A year. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, it's really the the strange time in sports. Um, we'll we'll try to. <laughs> Robert Taylor said, "Oh fuck, Mike's running it. Cool, man. Thanks. Man. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, we're doomed. Yes, we are." And he said he blames me every week. Cool. Uh, Vic says DJ Airhorn is the only reason why he tunes in, and Drew wants to know why he can't call in during the intro. So there we go. We're caught up on the Facebook <laughs> live feed. Uh, the, All of our favorite assholes joining us. Yep. So right off the bat, the thanks, show. fellas. Uh, the drunk line is turned off tonight because of all the issues until we get things figured out we're going to keep that off uh, but mm-hmm. it will go to the voicemail so if you guys want to leave a voicemail we can play it during the show or you can text the, the show if you don't want to uh, have a comment show up here on Facebook if you want to keep it anonymous go ahead and text the drunk line 44037 drunk or don't be that guy or don't be that guy I mean yeah, not that's... leave a voicemail <laughs> leave a voicemail don't be the guy who's all oh I want to remain anonymous right, right. alright well let's uh, let's get right into uh Motherfucker of the week. Yeah. Uh, man, I, all right. See, you're, you're all right. You're all right. And that's a new one since you manned the board. Yeah, let's not forget about motherfucker of the week at the end of the show, though. That's the hard part. Uh, yeah, that's we always to do that with Joe. Joe so. is really good, though, about being like, like I'm like, where's the music? We, we're vamping until Joe <laughs> plays Sinatra music. And he's like, you guys want to do the poll? Uh, anyways, motherfucker of the week. Uh, we have two really big douchebags going up against each other this week. Scott, I'll let you tell the uh, the first motherfucker of the week. Well, actually, I never really considered him a douchebag, but it was definitely... this week? Yeah, I was going to say, definitely douchebag activity. So your first nominee is uh, Manny Machado of the Los Angeles Dodgers, who this week was running out of ball at first, and video replay shows that he purposely, basically, stepped on the first baseman's ankle. Now, in his defense, or his defense was, rather... You know, it's just the course of the play, and he's running through, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. And he he almost didn't deny, though, that he did it mm-hmm. on purpose, which made it even worse. Right. Because <laughs> his, his, his comments were very vague about, eh, you know, it just kind of happens. and uh, like So it, he, he didn't even go the full deny route about not seeing it or, you know, A-Rod with his, oh, that's just playing through, knocking, somebody, knocking the ball out of somebody's right. arm. That's just... <laughs> Hard baseball. Yeah, so he purposely stepped on Brewer's first baseman's back of his ankle. Such a dick. And there was a, a play earlier, too, where he, like, slid hard into second base, and it was yeah. it was clearly not uh, – like, he was definitely trying to Which they've break made rules the recently to That you're not alleviate. allowed to do that. Right. Yeah, so guys don't get hurt. Right, and he – I think at one point he even grabbed the dude's shin. Like, as, he, as he slid past, I think he, like, grabbed his shin – just Manny Machado has been in an asshole mood. Like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, going to say, what, he's been in a real dick which, mood like since he went said, to L.A. And like you said, we've never considered him dirty. Like, I remember no. uh, World Baseball Classic when he got he hit that one bomb, um, and I, I forget who it was that made this this awesome catch in, like, center field, and he tipped his cap to him as yeah. he was mm-hmm. – like, it was – He's always Manny been Machado's a stand-up guy. Been, yeah. Or maybe – this also popped in my head – maybe he's been a huge dick – but when he was playing for the Orioles, nobody noticed. Nobody cared. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> nobody yeah, a nobody good noticed because they were yeah. losing a billion games a year. You might so be onto something. So he could have been, and it's just highlighting in the playoffs. And like, I don't know, but I, it's tainting my perception of it's Manny Machado weird. a little bit. Like, Not only that, uh, the Yankees also want to take him. So, uh, Well, I mean, he'd fit right in in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they love that, that type of shenanigans. Uh, your second nominee for Motherfucker of the Week is none other than uh, one of the dirtiest Robert football Taylor players. Taylor says that the first baseman tried to trip him. <laughs> yeah, standing there stretching that's, for the ball. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
the the second nominee for motherfucker of the week is none other than Cincinnati Bengals middle linebacker Vontez Perfect. <sighs> Who, who consistently stays a motherfucker. Just can't. I mean, I don't know what else you can say with this dude. He came off a four-game suspension for performance-enhancing drugs uh, to start the year. He played in his first game back, and nothing crazy happened. I was expecting a lot of roughing the passer calls on Burfick just because he doesn't understand that there's rules in the game. <laughs> uh, and then this past week against Pittsburgh, there's been – Video proof that shows he was headhunting on Antonio Brown again, which I understand. There's bad blood between the Bengals and the Steelers, but you don't forearm shiver a dude in the head as he's coming across the middle. Well, I think the funniest part is during the course of the game, it wasn't noted. In fact, it was noted during the game, oh, this is decidedly less chippy than the last few matchups between these two teams. Nothing seemed, but it's the old video behind the video where people see stuff, you know, after the game is over and it's like, hey, here's Vontez Perfect being Vontez Perfect and highlighting plays. Right. It's like, this dude just can't help himself. Every single time. He's just an idiot. The dude is just an idiot. Um, Robert Taylor, more like Vontez Perfect. We'll see how Robert <laughs> We'll see how Robert feels about Vontez Perfect after the Bengals play the Chiefs. <laughs> your brother and, said that Puig is your motherfucker of the week who flips who flips a bat on an RBI single. Uh, the master is who does I it. Say, I love it. More Puig, bat flips, please. Puig is a noted bat flipper. At this point, I'd more shocked when he doesn't bat flip. <laughs> Dude, uh, Vic, Coach Kent Murphy tells you bat flip all the time. You can always bat flip. It doesn't like on a ground out. I I bat flip on a walk. I don't give a shit. <laughs> intentional walk. I'm bat flipping. See, what I wouldn't bat flip. I I enjoy on the intentional walk or the, the walk, especially if it's a a tight walk where I mean you filed off a couple balls or whatever. And like especially in the playoffs where can, a walk means so much more. Yeah. The the exaggerated unsnapping of all the gear <laughs> and the tossing of it. That that's actually what I find to be funnier. As, do like, you don't do the bat flip, but instead you just sit there and deliberately <laughs> unvelcro everything and toss it over like, like you give no fucks that that takes makes me forever to get everything yeah. off it's like what why do you have all this equipment man you which baseball. you would think maybe during the in an intentional walk maybe you start doing that prior to because now <laughs> the intentional walks they just you know throw up four fingers and the guy takes his base they don't even have to throw anymore so if you hear that you're gonna do it you just start but no they still wait and then <laughs> right. slowly wait, walk and <laughs> <laughs> Every piece of equipment. Like, I find that to be funny. Uh, shout out to two people who just joined. Uh, Jerome Douglas is in the, the live video. What's up, Jerome? Uh, and Theo. I saw Theo's what name up, Theo? popped up. Uh, shout out to Theo for popping in. So those are your motherfuckers of the week. Vontez, perfect. I love that sound. That's my favorite. Uh, Vontez Perfect or Manny Machado. Uh, you can vote on our Facebook page. We'll reveal who we feel is the motherfucker of the week at the end of this episode. Um, you want to talk about the beer that we're drinking today, man? Uh, yeah, because we've got another local collabo coming out of Braxton. Third in the series yes. uh, with Braxton. We've got, we, we first had the uh, Black Raspberry Chip Stout. Mm-hmm. And we had the Blueberry Pie Ale. Yep. And now we've gone to the pumpkin pie. Which and this continuing is ale, right? pumpkin beer month. Yes. So I was we got one more in us. We don't want to uh, derail that train because we love us some pumpkin beers on the show. But anyway, Graders teamed up again with Braxton and uh, put out this pumpkin pie beer. I, to uh, full disclosure, 
have had this beer. Yes, you have. Because I couldn't help myself. Super pissed. (laughs) I couldn't help myself having uh, had a little bit. So I'm going to uh, not give anything away as far as how I feel about this beer, but uh, we'll see how it holds up. (laughs) (laughs) Here's what's nice about this one compared to the last two weeks. This one's a 7% ABV. Which we've discussed. Yeah, the last two weeks we've had like very light. Uh, pumpkin beer is 5.4 and 5.5%. So it's nice to get a beer that actually has some alcohol to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flavor profile on this one, they're saying it's got a lot of pumpkin flavor. The pumpkin pie spices, which was also missing from those last two beers we've had, there weren't much of that spice flavor that we mm-hmm. like from like Pumpkin yeah. and, and some of the other ones that we've really given a, a thumbs up to. Um, the one that, it, the part that interested me though was when they were talking about like a, a f- pie crust flavor. When I heard that, I was like, I am all in on that. You got brown sugar in this? Yeah, the mm. only thing the only thing about that is that's a hard flavor to fit in there when you've got all the competing flavors right. of it's beer a, yeah, and very the pumpkin spice. Subtle thing and, that is. and so I've seen this on some of these descriptions. I feel like there's always something that's kind of left out when they go through just descriptions of any, I don't know, dessert trendy yeah. beer where it's like, oh, it's got this and this and this. And there's always something where you're like, eh, really taste that at all yeah and the pumpkin cr- or the the crust i feel like is what gets left on the cutting room floor. yeah well initial taste uh it's definitely heavy on the spices uh it's got a good pumpkin flavor but you're right i don't taste too much of that pie crust right um I'm- which is also probably a good thing because i mean the crust within the bite of the pie is fine but i always hate that end of the the, the piece of pie where it's mostly just crust and it tastes like ass that's why you gotta dry. have a that's why you gotta have a shitload of whipped cream man yeah, no, I, I, cream I, know, I know the game, but I mean, my whipped cream is usually gone by the end, so I'm left <laughs> with this, this dry-ass crust. I mean, you could, you're could you allowed to get more whipped cream. I don't know if, how it works in your house, but like you can get more whipped cream. Nah, it's rationed out, bro. Oh, Kids and their rough. damn pancakes. Damn, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> this beer is uh, 3.53 caps on Untapped, so another beer that isn't that highly rated on Middle Untapped. Middle of the road. Um, and this one doesn't have enough reviews on Rate Beer to have a rating. I think there were only Which kind of makes sense. First yeah. year for it, and it's it's very limited. It's Only sold at Kroger limited. around here in Cincinnati, and at Braxton. They had it at the tap. Oh well, too. yeah, okay, obviously. Um, but it, just as far I as I think it's, I think there's some bottle shops that have it. Oh yeah, yeah, I think there's a few. Gotcha. Uh, but we will see how this one holds up because initial tastes are, are pretty solid. But I could see this one being one that just doesn't hold up over the the course of uh, three of them. Uh, so I guess we'll find out if I, uh, if I like this one, you already know whether or not you like yours. I do. Uh, but this, so we were talking about this before we get into upper deck. We were talking about the lack of pumpkin beers this year. There is a damn conspiracy going on here in the tri Something is, uh, something weird is going Some on. Some fuckery is afoot. Uh, we are obviously big pumpkin beer fans. And last year they were everywhere you could find pumpkin beers, and like it started in August and it went to December with just shelves of pumpkin beers everywhere. I was gonna say anywhere that you went, there was no lack of, and it's been like that for the last few years. This was I feel like just, last year was the big boom. Like last year might have been the the height of it. Yeah, and this year just gone. Squash. There is nothing, and yeah. I think they went overboard last year. I think they bought too much. I mean, they that was maybe a, it. a two week period this year where you could find a decent amount, but still not nearly as many. Well, we went, so we talked about it when we saw it in August where we were like, this is too early for pumpkin. 
you needed to jump on it because that's it. That's all you got. It's gone. <laughs> right. Shit's gone. Yeah. Like, it, Which I did, ironically enough. And I had told Mike, I had a like confession moment where I said, I just got done blasting the fact that you can't have, you know, it's too early for pumpkin beer in August. And it also <laughs> bought me some Imperial pumpkin. Uh, and it's had always- that. But now it, I'm glad that I did because that was it for the year. I don't, I, I don't won't have another chance yeah it's, it's gone. all gone kroger has no pumpkin beers anywhere and i thought maybe it was just a kroger thing but my wife went nope. to the, the bottle shop store out, by too. her shop uh they don't have it there is a, a couple little stra- stragglers around we're trying to get one for mm-hmm. uh for next week that's a a real mind fuck um <laughs> well i'm wondering um if this is going to carry over into the Christmas beers, there's already Christmas beers out. I've seen well, of course, there. Mad they're, Elf is already on the shelf. There definitely is, but I'm wondering yeah, I didn't if they'll be. That. That was, but <laughs> Mad Elf is already on the shelf. Uh, whatever. Oh, yeah, I didn't even stupid. catch it. Good for stupid, you. Stupid, stupid. Uh, I, I'm just wondering if the the same thing. If we'll be sitting there come December wondering where the hell all the Christmas no, beers are. I don't think Christmas beers have hit that tipping point. Pumpkin beer, like I said, pumpkin beers were I think everywhere. Pumpkin beers just have. They were everywhere last year. They had so much. And I think the fact that it was there. flooded t- the market. Yeah, the fact that it was there until December was that people were like, no, nah, this is too much. That's true. Because we did, I think, comment during last year's later year or later shows into December. Yeah, late like, y'all, like, y'all want some pumpkin? There's, I was going to say, there's still pumpkin beer sitting <laughs> on the shelves. And then, and I know that at some places I'd walk in and I'm like, it's February. Pumpkin yeah. beer still sitting here on the back of the shelf. Couple, just age, baby. Just, just age a little bit. <laughs> I, I can't do pumpkin beer in February. Sorry. I know Happy, that was probably bottled in August. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Have a pumpkin. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into the pumpkin conspiracy if any of you have any thoughts on it hit up the drunk line leave us a voicemail 44037drunk or text the show 44037drunk or leave the comments right there on Facebook also share the show out we haven't done that for a while but if we hit it what do you want to do 10 shares 10 shares we'll do a shot of hypnotic yeah how about that All right. 10 shares and I think we've already got a couple so sweet uh, a 10, can, 10 get, shares get us a few more yeah 10 shares we'll do a shot of hypno uh, as a celebration uh, let's get into upper deck and as always, Craft Root Sports and Upper Deck is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets, owned by a couple of local Ohio dudes who are sports fans just like all of us. Minuteman helps customers find the best deals on the market. These guys are all about honesty all the time. Every time, if someone has a better price, they'll tell you straight up. And they're not just about sports or concerts. They'll help you out with tickets to any event that you want. They will even sell your tickets for you. And look, guys, college football is here, so be sure to hit up Minuteman for all of your Ohio State football ticketing needs or anywhere. They got tickets literally all over the country. Yeah. And go ahead and head over to Facebook if you're not watching or listening right now on Facebook Live and uh, click like on their page. And they, they do giveaways for merchandise, sports and concert apparel, and obviously plenty of tickets. Check them out, MinutemanTickets.com. Give them a call, 614-943-3000, and you will avoid all of the fees. Fuck you, Ticketmaster. Uh, 614-943-3000. <laughs> Minuteman, going hard with no fees. Wow. <laughs> they just blatant slap in the face of Ticketmaster there out of nowhere. Yeah. We've never we've never dropped a fuck you anybody else at the end of the promo. <laughs> Whoa, where'd that come from? I, I mean, those Minuteman dudes would be like, you goddamn right, fuck Ticketmaster. But it's true. <laughs> I, bought, I bought some tickets recently that I couldn't find. Actually, well, I, did get, I bought tickets for Bronson Arroyo's show that everybody should be going to if you're in the Cincinnati mm, area. Bronson Arroyo's, yeah, at Bogart's. Um, we got... I haven't 
we got text minute man make sure they got tickets for that well i i initially looked and then i didn't i was i panicked because i was like i don't know how long and i don't want to <laughs> be broke and I, I just bought them through the website huge mistake yeah paid all the fees. oh you know what i don't well yeah that's a 20 dollar tickets uh ended up costing me about 30 piece nice well thank you minute man probably just pulled the sponsorship since you <laughs> from somewhere else but cool man <laughs> like a douche all right so we started off this week mike and i did finding stories and we wanted to keep up with a theme and it was a pie in the sky dream because it was very unlikely that we were going to find six stories that had to do with hiring practices across <laughs> sports but two right out of the gates were just hilarious one of them is that uh if you weren't Paying attention to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Los Angeles, La- Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, the, Mike Sosha stepped down as their manager. He's been there for a billion years. Good guy. Uh, had taken them to the World Series back against the Giants and won it. But you know they kind of just been middling or whatever. But it, you know he decided time to step away. So they haven't had to search for a manager a while out there in Anaheim. Well, the odd part about their managerial search now is that you, you can go sign up. I mean, you probably have a very low chance of getting an interview <laughs> because you don't have managerial credentials. But if you plan to interview for the job, keep in mind that you'll also have to take a two-hour written, written test. A fucking <laughs> ACT if you want to be the manager of the Angels. And the questions uh, involved on the, the test feature analytics questions, interpersonal communication skills, uh, and situation examples, um, and all types of game management aspects, obviously. Such I don't a know, dumb idea. I don't know how you convince guys, especially old school baseball guys, which they all are mostly. Yeah. And, and you know, especially the ones going for managerial jobs. Hey, take this two hour test. <laughs> it's unlike anything across the entire game. I want you to sit and take two hours of test. Not on top of whatever interview process they're gonna go through. Which I feel like these will more or less overlap. You've got well, that's the thing. Like two hours worth of a test, then what are you going to ask them? Right. It's going to be like, well, I saw on your quiz <laughs> results yeah. that uh, you would you would really uh, bunt in a two one count with runners <laughs> on first. Explain yourself on that one. Well, like, and I did so stupid. I couldn't find whether or not we uh, hit the old scantron, and this was a bubble oh, sheet. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> or if this was a straight written <laughs> test, like Johnny has four baseballs, he throws two of them. Over the fence. How many baseballs does Johnny have left? You know, type of situation like that. I mean, so it kind of skews the test a little bit if you could multiple choice. I, but I don't know. It's just super weird. It's kind of like like Wonderlick questions built in too, where it has nothing to yeah. do with baseball whatsoever. And it's what's your cup size? Right. <laughs> huh? Maybe they're doing this so that they could take that NFL style, and when they sit down for the interview, they could be like, uh, "What would you do if somebody called you gay?" <laughs> or <laughs> wasn't that one of the questions from the draft? Yeah, or they, they can you know cycle as like this guy is a psycho. He said he'd eat a banana over an apple on a Tuesday. <laughs> Only psychos do that. Get out of here, Joe Girardi. <laughs> we vetted him. <laughs> So dumb, angels. So, yeah, uh, oddly enough, a two-hour test to land a job. So weird. Uh, shout out Mike Gardner. Mike Gardner joined the, the Facebook live feed here. Uh, Kyle Steele popping in there, and Lindsey uh, Taylor popped in as well. And, and Joe. Joe, happy birthday, buddy. Hey, and hi, Megan. Um, 
Mike Gardner, super funny comedian. Uh, go check him out. Anyways, uh, Gardner's been trying to get me to come open for him for like months now. And the last time he texted me, he was like, okay, last pitch. <laughs> I'll give you tickets to a Notre Dame game. I'll give you a beer, uh, like a brewery tour, okay. and I'll buy your beer for the weekend. And I was like, man, I just, I can't do it. Like, I got a, I got a two-month-old. I can't travel to do shows. Did you negotiate that with your wife, though? I mean, that's kind of a hell No, of a, I, uh, there's no way. That's there, a godfather deal, right? It couldn't there. happen. And when I told him no, he was like, that's it. I give up. <laughs> I can't <laughs> get you with Notre Dame tickets and beer. I can't get you. And I was like, I know, man. I'm sorry. Like, yeah, I, I mean, that, at out, that point, walk away. I'm out the game, bro. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we go from one weird coaching search to uh, – to another Bowling Green just fired their football coach. This might be my favorite which, story of the week. Always weird. It's never a good situation when you fire your coach midseason. Like you are in a lot of trouble when that happens. Uh, the guy has gone seven and twenty-four over the last couple of years. So it was revealed how he got the job in the first place because there was a lot of questions. He came from Texas AM. He was mm. an assistant. He had no ties to Ohio, no recruiting ties. Uh, he put together this hodgepodge staff. Most of them were first-time assistants, like just a bunch of people that. And he's never head coach. Never, at no any head level coach yeah, at all. Not even like, oh, he was a big-time high school head coach, yeah. and then took this. I don't even he think he was Pop like Warner. <laughs> I don't even think he was uh, like a, a main coordinator. I think he was just like a position coach, right? I think, and for Texas A and M, I thought he was like running backs coach something, or something. Along yeah, those something lines. weird like that. Yeah. Uh, so they basically completely unqualified for the job, <laughs> and it, it was just a, a head scratcher from the start. And it, everybody wondered how this dude got the job. Why Bowling Green went after him? It wasn't you know that's not like you could even say. Well, he he grew up in the Toledo area, so he's got right. connections. He can recruit this there. Nothing. Um, well, it turns out that the reason why he got the job <laughs> was because after Bowling Green fired their last coach, uh, the AD went online, opened up Google, and searched best college offense. <laughs> the first result that came up was Texas A&M and their efficiency from the previous year. And he went, okay, now who can I get from here? And just offered the... High, like the, the highest level that they could get from Bowling Green. Well, we can't get the offensive coordinator. He's out. Uh, can't get the wide receiver. Let's go with this running back coach <laughs> who has no experience. We can give him a shitload less money and just pitch that to him. Hey, you want to be and, a head coach? And it's fine because anybody can do this job. It's so easy. He's part of the best offense <laughs> in college football. Everything just rolls right into yeah. that. So Bowling Green, who was really doing well in the MAC and had won a couple championships and was on the uprise and the but, reason why they and were more replacing importantly, their, their offense was clicking. One like, of the best. That was yep. part they of the like, reason. We he... don't want to get rid of this offense. So. Right. They they Google, The part of the reason he Googled best offense is because they had such a good offense. It's like, all right, just want to keep this rolling. So which, we'll take somebody who's has an offensive pedigree, which is also ironic because uh, the offense that they ran at Texas A&M was not even the same offense that they ran at Bowling Green. So it's a whole different system. You got guys who and, were recruited to play in a system that this guy's trying to implement that he doesn't even know how to implement this shit. And a lot of te- times teams will go the other way. Okay, we've got this really good offense. Defense kind of sucks or needs some help. Let's go get a, get a defensive defense guy, and you know he'll bring offensive guys that can keep the offense rolling. But it doesn't need help, so <laughs> we'll fix the other side of the ball. Nope. BGSU is like, we're going the completely opposite way. And we're basically just blindfold picking out here. Throwing darts at a dartboard. It's so weird. And I just love the, I love the thought of an old white guy just like sitting down at his computer, like putting on his glasses, like, okay, let's see. Uh, best who college offense. Uh, Google, tell me who to hire. 
<laughs> Shout out to Marcus for joining the show. What up, Marcus? Uh, Jason Hare joined too. Hey, Jason. How's it going, man? Uh, Gardner said it's never his last pitch. I have faith. I, I just saw that. I was just going to say, he's not giving up. I'm not mean, throwing in the towel. And- if he gets me some like Notre Dame playoff tickets or like a Notre Dame bowl game, you know, we might be able to swing something. We might be able to find a sitter. Drive a hard case. bargain. <laughs> Notre Dame's got to make it there first. <laughs> On the 50-yard line. <laughs> Uh, do you think we could coach at Bowling Green after now that this dude's fired? There's no that's test the, to take, so the, yeah, so can, we're good there. Can he just Google like sports podcast guys? <laughs> hey, these guys could coach, right? As long as alphabetically we're one of the first to come up, I feel like we've got a good shot. <laughs> nope, we're screwed. Yeah, uh, damn C's. We should have named the show something and started. Should have been a craft brood sports, Ardvark craft brood sports. <laughs> All right, moving on. So this past Sunday night, it was a shootout in Foxborough between the Chiefs and uh, the Patriots, which is no shocker because both of their defenses are terrible. Still can't believe you won this game for degenerate dartboard. I, I totally won it off of just the, the one point that the Patriots yep. didn't cover. Yep. They won 43-40, to 40 and I completely it forgot. 43-40 or 33-30? No, it was 43-40. Yeah. Um, they... Uh, so anyway, me not having to pick or not having to throw the dart, but notwithstanding, um, Patriots fans showing their medal and showing that they're, you know, straight Boston fools as per usual. Um, one of them threw a beer into the face of Chiefs wide receiver Tyree Kill. I don't get why people do this, man. <sighs> yeah, which Tyree Kill, to his credit, didn't respond and didn't, you know, like after the game he was asked what should happen and, you know, it's like these guys need to be arrested and they can't be allowed to do this and he was totally cool about it considering he, by most accounts he would have had every right to punch the guy right in the face. Should have. Right. Um, well, the the fan was actually getting... Tyreek got his wish because the fan was uh, found out on video. It was some 21-year-old douchebag and he got charged with disorderly conduct and him being the champ of cowardice that he is also got a letter from the Patriots on official Patriots letterhead saying, thanks, but no thanks. Don't ever attend an event at Gillette Stadium ever again. Cool. Good for the yeah. Patriots. That'll, that'll stop him. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was going to say. That good note. <laughs> good for the Patriots, though, for actually taking the time to say, hey, don't. I kind of hope that he goes all uh, Bobby Valentine and wears the fake mustache. <laughs> Glasses into the game and, and tries to go in as if nobody notices you don't who he have is. To do that, it's stadium, like it's unless they start like checking. Excuse me, do you have a note from the Patriots? Well, as they're wanting like they're you, scanning everybody's ID and there's some type of like <laughs> label on his ID that says, "Oh, as it says right here, you're uh, organ donor and oh, banned from Gillette Stadium for life. Sorry, sir, not allowed in." Uh, but the best part of this story is that of all fucking people. If there was anybody that you think, oh, that'd be funny, uh, it would be fucking Gronk. But Gronk you, would be all about it. Right. You know that you done fucked up if Gronk uh, admonishes you. And he said even, quote, that's a little bit too crazy. I mean, us players out there competing, trying to be the best we can be out there. It's just a little bit too much, I would say, end quote. So Gronk coming with that's the sensibilities. The, and that's also like the smartest sentence he's ever put together. No doubt. In fact, I, I almost stumbled over it, Miss Corden, because I, I thought he said bro somewhere in there, but he didn't. And so I kept waiting to say bro 
and it never came. And so there you go. So yeah, don't be that guy at any fucking. We've talked about event. it before. Like, stop throwing beer. Stop. Those beers are expensive, man. <laughs> and even if they aren't, what kind of asshole would you ever want somebody to come to your job and just chuck something in your face? How the hell would you feel? Like, no matter how much you hate the opposing team, you know, talk shit to them, you know, do it. But as soon as you do any type of physical assaulting of them throwing something at them throwing a whatever man I, they got the right to beat your Dude, ass i would have loved to see it i would have loved it if he'll just went into the crowd and just started smashing those masses straight around it would have been amazing our test style just, yeah <laughs> he jumps over and then there'd be the one nerdy guy who didn't actually do it but gets caught with the right hand oh no <laughs> that's still my favorite part about the brawl at the palace is the guy who got decked who wasn't the one who actually did it <laughs> Oh, shit. All right, next story here. Uh, 20 years ago, we got the gift that was The Waterboy, one of the greatest football movies ever made. Uh, And if the one-off quotes weren't enough uh, to coincide with that 20th anniversary, Adidas is actually putting out Waterboy gear that you can purchase. Uh, So they've got a hat. uh, They've got the coat that Fawns wore on the sidelines, like that coach's jacket. And they've got Bobby Boucher's jersey, complete with a bourbon bowl patch. Um, I missed that they had the, the coach's jacket. I yeah, saw yeah, yeah. I saw a picture of everything else that was there. It all made sense. I missed the jacket. I'm really upset because the hat is just like a regular hat. I wanted yeah. it to be the Fonz's bucket hat, but with a <laughs> with the Mud Dogs logo on yeah. it. But it's not. But they got the that weird blue coat that he wore. Uh, but anyways, that's not all. Adidas has also partnered with a high school in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and they're outfitting the entire team head to toe in SCLSU uniforms for their game that's happening tomorrow night, Friday. I completely uh, missed that part of the story. Yes. I they just will, saw the announcement of the gear and missed that. They they partnered with Rydell to get like the older school helmets. No with way. Like the, yes, the old school face mask. <laughs> uh, they've got the, the Mud Dogs jerseys, the brown pants. It's going to have the Bourbon Bowl patch on this high school's team. Like, uh, everybody that knows legit. me, I'm <laughs> anti everybody but Nike. Fuck Adidas, fuck Reebok, fuck everybody. But this is about as awesome as it gets, so, so shout out to cool. Adidas for doing this. I love it. I can't imagine being a high school kid. First of all, here's what's weird about this story, though. These are high school kids. They weren't alive when this movie came out. <laughs> yeah, so they actually have no idea the reference point. Right. In fact, this week they probably were instructed to watch the movie or had a team get together and like, all right, we're going to watch the water boys so we understand what the hell we're doing this friday night you know so that only school- your parents will understand and get the joke for the game you know the school's pissed too because now everybody's just doing water boy quotes all through that school like right. nobody's yeah nobody's doing and that's the biggest joke now is people talking about oh, i got wooden spoon and doing you all can them. do it <laughs> <laughs> we'll live up another day they're just doing all that random shit all week long. Oh no, we enough. suck again. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's so fucking cool, man. It is. And I do want the Bobby Boucher jersey. It looks, I mean, it's it's a legit jersey. Um, it looks really cool, and the Bourbon Bowl patch on there is. Such I think that's what sets it game. apart from everything. Is the the Bourbon Bowl patch? That was where I was like, okay. You've seen replica jerseys for right. sports teams right. in, in in movies before, but they usually don't go the extra mile of putting the the, the patches on there and stuff right. like that. It's usually just all right. It's a basic jersey. You get a mighty ducks jersey. And it's like <laughs> oh, ha, ha, ha. but taking the extra step of putting the patch, I like that. Fantastic! Shout um, out to Adidas. Again. So whoever that high school is, I kind of want to see highlights of that game. Ooh, 
definitely going to have to look that up. Yeah. You're yeah. going to have to find that. <laughs> want to see what the score is for that one. I hope we get smoked. <laughs> that would also be hysterical. Thanks, Adidas. We blame this all on you. Uh, moving on. So... You guys ever heard of Brittany Renner? I hadn't until today when we found this story. But she's another one of those this Instagram week. models, which whatever those are. We'll which, find out when I do that punishment. Yeah, Mike Burlon's going to be soon, out. so he's going to join the ranks. You and Brittany sharing the same space. Yep. Good for you. Cool. <laughs> it's good to have goals. <laughs> anyway, um, she's uh, also an author because she recently released a uh, tell-all book because hey, I don't know how many Instagram models that publishers are beating down to get their memoirs, but <laughs> apparently Brittany Renner is one that they did. Well, this the book topic is I was I, interested in it as soon as I saw right, it. Right, and this is why. Um, she's had a bunch of random relationships with all sorts of celebrities and athletes, one of them being Colin Kaepernick. Um, and I think the funniest part was that she uses code names so she avoids being sued. Yeah, and wasn't Kaepernick flag on the play yes he was flag on the play and uh somebody was one and done um i think ben simmons which i'll mention in a minute uh, was one and done uh so they all had nicknames so she could avoid getting sued for mentioning these people um but anyway people had you know decoded it and basically we found out that kaepernick might be a kind of a douche because they had a little thing and he made her pay for her own flights to come out and see him and then said, eh, you know, I'm just trying to figure out, you know, your intentions and if you're, you know, we well, sure you for the right reasons. Yeah, basically as saying, you know, I want to see if you're not a gold digger. Apparently, he also had lied to her and said she, he was only with 25 other women, which she detected that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the craziest part of this whole story is so she was with Ben Simmons not very long. Uh, and I guess basically Ben Simmons handlers were like, no, 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 bro. You're going to the NBA. You can't be, because this was when he was at LSU, you can't be messing around with this Instagram model, which is a nice way of saying ho for some people. <laughs> ho for show. Uh, but ironically enough, I don't feel like she is and gets miscategorized as one. But when you hear the, the details of this, so apparently she was really into Ben Simmons, so much so, in fact, that uh, she wasn't able to please him orally as much as she would like to. So she watched porn star videos to get down <laughs> techniques. And apparently it worked because Ben Simmons after that was obsessed <laughs> with her head game. Just like fell in love with her. Anyway, they kept in touch afterwards and... Ladies, if you want to keep your man, apparently all you got to do, watch a little porn, take some notes, maybe get a little practice. I mean, damn, like you've got to have some, there's got to be some major, I mean, we talked about When she studied Tiana Trump, whoever that is, because I've Mm. never heard of that, you know, allegedly, (laughs) but really I've never heard of her, so I'm not sure who that is. Maybe somebody in the comment section could uh, tell us who Tiana Trump is. I really haven't heard about like I'm not I, know, I, know, a joke. Like, I don't know who that is. Uh but yeah, I that was um it's such a weird story. Like I feel so bad for her that her uh her self esteem is that low that yeah she's like she'll fly to Kaepernick and pay her own pay way her own weight and then watch videos to get better giving head. 
Man. Uh, but good for Ben Simmons, I guess. I mean, and, I mean, it makes good for book money. I, I guess, well, know. and I guess if she chose to do that, it's not really like you can't even be like, oh, Ben Simmons is an asshole for right. This. The story like, wasn't she... Ben Simmons said, step your head game up and watch right. this porn star or I'm out. And she did it. She just was like, hey, I want to get better. Do anything to keep them athletes around. <laughs> There's one way to get better in this world, and it's observing pros. <laughs> well, Ben Simmons watches film to study his right. game. So I'm going to watch some film. Uh, like, look at it. He's watching LeBron. I'm over here watching. <laughs> I'm over here watching Miss Trump. Also, well, that's the, they should have, they really missed the boat on this headline. Cause the headline could have been uh, Instagram model watches videos of Trump giving head <laughs> to get better, <laughs> to get more clicks. <laughs> yeah. Total clicks. Everybody would have clicked on that one. No doubt. All right. Last story of upper deck. The Knicks opened up against Atlanta this week. Uh, they actually ended up winning the game. Uh, it actually started off just as terrible as you think it would the game went nearly two minutes without a score it's um, the fucking hawks on the Knicks. Yeah, that, nba was like nobody wants to watch it fuck it we'll put those two together let them have their fun over in new york and uh, we'll have real games we'll try to spice here. it up because it's opening night i mean there already be the amount of eyeballs you get because right. hawks and Knicks fans <laughs> think this is our year or, hey we haven't had a billion losses yet so people are kind of watching well and two minutes into the game nobody had scored yet so i think at that point you're really starting to lose viewership uh um, but anyways, the, the Hawks then, after two minutes, went on a 10-2 to two run uh, with the Knicks' points, only points coming from uh, Tim Hardaway uh, free throws. It caused the Knicks to take a timeout, and during that timeout, they ran a promotion at Madison Square Garden where a fan got to shoot a half-court shot for $10,000, and he drained it. <laughs> Just buckets. Um, so this guy hit a shot from the field before the Knicks did this year. Coming off the bench cold, <laughs> right out of the stands. I'm going to go ahead and make the first bucket for the home team this year. Unbelievable. We're going to go ahead and get this started for you guys. And apparently it worked because the Knicks went on to win the game. So It's the most Knicks thing ever, though. <laughs> we had to get jump-started by a fan on the offensive end. Jesus Christ, man. This has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets and by Trump giving head. <laughs> what I say? What, what what happened? Oh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, it was sorry. A really weird laugh by me. It was a really weird laugh. It, was... <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't our boy to open the show. Weird, I closed but... it down. I was about to play it. I went to click on that link and play it, but I, I had already closed that. One. <laughs> <laughs> um, Gardner said, "Don't jinx us by mentioning the playoffs week eight tool." I know, man, but don't worry. Notre Dame's going to blow it eventually because that's just what we do. Um, all right, where do you want to start, man? What do you want to go to first? You want to talk MLB playoffs? Yeah, let's get that out of the way because, <laughs> I mean, well, it's down to the final four. And so I, I got to admit, though, these series are better than I thought they would be. The, yeah. the games have been very intense and close. And I thought I thought Milwaukee, especially after winning game one, and that meant they had won 12 straight games coming out of that. I thought, wow, they're just going to roll the Dodgers. But the Dodgers, See, even the series, and the, it's been a really good series. I went. I came into that going. They've won twelve straight. They're, they've got to cool off. They've got to come back to earth. Well, right. I thought that they might they're playing lose. out of their gut. I didn't months. think that they'd sweep the Dodgers, but I just thought mm, it's just one of those trains rolling through, and they're just super hot right time of year. And I figured they'd win the series like four one. Well, series is what two two now after yeah Clayton yeah, Kershaw actually up. showed up and was Clayton Kershaw crazy because Kershaw in the playoffs is balls. Ugh. But he wasn't balls against Atlanta, that's for sure, of course. (laughs) 
Uh, and then over in the AL, that's been a good series. <laughs> there was the whole odd part of the Red Sox saying that the Astros were cheating. That turns out, but there out was also that, okay. But there was also stuff going on before that. Yeah, it turns where, out the, the A's had said that they were cheating during the regular no, no, season no, I was in Cleveland. Say, right, but I was going to say there was all the stuff that was going on about Red Sox pitchers supposedly having mm, pine the pine tar. tar on their so arm. like, there's just the AL is just everybody accusing each other of cheating, <laughs> <laughs> and Boston's up three to one. <laughs> Which that they're up three to one after last night's game had a super controversial call, and that's part that's part of the reason I want to start with baseball right now because I wanted to see what your take was on the call. Those of you who haven't seen it, Mookie Betts left at the wall, and the walls there in Houston. If you've never seen them or you aren't familiar, the walls are about they're slightly above the average person's height, so they're shorter for like major league walls as far right. as you know guys these guys being able to jump and rob home runs or whatever. They're not ones that they have to scale. Generally, your average player can just jump up and be able to you know reach over the fence. So that means that the fans are right there and you know can interfere with things a lot more. And they've had this happen quite a few times. It's just part of the thing, and you'd have different rulings based on it. And I, I believe it was the Astros manager. I can't remember who said it, but there's somebody on the Astros, somebody in the Astros organization that said, hasn't seen a time this season where that wasn't called a home run. And what happened was Mookie Betts goes to jump to rob this home run, and all these fans are surrounding him, and there's an argument whether or not the fans were interfering with the play and hitting his glove. And after replay, they actually ruled, it was initially ruled a home run. Then they go to replay and they say, Nope, fan interference. And there is no home run. And it would have been a two run home run. Astros lost by two runs. Yeah. So super crazy. And when I finally saw the replays, cause I, I, I got all sorts of texts and I go to work super early these days. And so I didn't get to see it until later in the morning. But when I finally saw the video, I was very conflicted on this one. It was not as cut and dry as I thought it was going to be. This isn't Jeffrey Mayer and yeah, cause that motherfucker interfered. Yeah. And that yeah, shit yeah. didn't get called, which was insane. To right. Me. Um, so, but this one was, it was very close to me arguing that there was no interference and only because when, when Mookie goes up, his glove, Almost looks like it closes yeah. slightly before the ball gets That's there. That's what I was gonna and say. I'm like, Does the fan cause that or not? And and the fans weren't like leaning well over into the field to play. They're kind of just reaching for the ball within the confines of the wall. I mean, I will say ultimately they might have made the right call because basically there shouldn't be a position where players can be interfered with. I mean, the wall should be high enough or whatever the case may be. There shouldn't be a question of whether or not a fan interfered with the play. That's ludicrous to think that especially in a playoff game, a fan essentially decides the game, the outcome of the game. I mean, I I don't like that. So I I agree with the call because of a, but I got to say, man, it, it almost looked like it should have just been ruled. It, they should have just ruled it a home run if that's what the original call was. I don't know that you could change it based on the angles that they got to see. Yeah, so, I mean, in a way, yes, I would agree with that, that it's tough to overturn that call. I don't, I mean, it's not like football. It's not like, well, you need the indisputable right, evidence yeah. to, uh, to overturn You need to make it. a baseball move. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck that is. Uh, but... You know, it, so I, I understand ruling it a home run from the vantage point that the umpires have. Right, because it went play. out of the field to play. Out of the field to play, and you're, you know, you're not right up against it. Right. You can't, 
you've got a distance between you and the play. So you're going to make a call based on Mm -hmm. what you can see. And I think that's, that's kind of where I like baseball's philosophy of just like, all right, if it's close, like let's just check it, let's review it. But I think they got this one wrong. I feel like it was a home run. I don't think there was, I don't know if the audience is disagreeing because everybody's saying interference right now on the poll that I put up, but yeah, um, I mean, I feel like ultimately you have to rule interference, but here's my problem with it being ruled interference and where I pause very heavily is there's all sorts of times when uh, double plays get broken up or whatever. And the rule is you can never assume a double play. So if a double play doesn't actually occur, the ruling is one out and that's it. Cause right. you can't assume, Oh yeah, they totally would have made the play. And so whatever happened, you know, caused it. So you get two outs. So in this case, can you assume that, you know, he was going to make the catch? Well, And even beyond that, what is the fan supposed to do in that case? Like, are they all supposed to just scatter away from the, the ball coming in? Cause it's like, well, we, they might, they might catch us. So everybody back up and move out of the way. Right. It's so hard to, to expect fans to get out of the way when a baseball is flying at your face. Like you're going to try to just put up a hand and catch it so that you don't get hurt. Well, I mean, and, well, and it's playoffs and they're the home well, team. Yeah. You definitely want to grab Altuve, that ball. Right. Altuve had hit it. I mean, there's all sorts to, of reasons why they're about reaching to sell for that, that shit, man, reaching for <laughs> that ball. But had it even been a Red Sox that was hitting it, it's not as if, like you said, the Astros fans are, hey, everybody, get out of the way so you know whoever's coming over for the, the Astros can right. clearly make the catch and we don't interfere. Like It's just human nature. But that's why I'm saying it's really murky because I don't think the fans, they didn't blatantly reach over into the well, field. Well, and that's, what I was, that's where my it's so feeling tough. is. I feel like, and, and I don't, I mean, maybe, the, maybe that's what the rule is supposed to be, but I don't think anybody let's say broke the plane of the right for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Let's use that football analogy. I don't think anybody reached into the field of play to interfere. And that's where I feel like interference comes in. If the, if a player has to go outside of the field of play to make a play, sorry, it's fair game, man. Shit's going to happen. There's, there's people all over the place, especially in a playoff game. Stuff's going to happen. You might, your glove might get knocked around. It's going to be tough. So I understand the idea of like, ah, you got to let these guys make the the play. But if you're not crossing into the field of play, it shouldn't be interference. Well, and as soon as it gets over that fence line, you know, extend that fence all the way up, then it's fair game for a, a fan to be protecting themselves. Well, and they're debating this on MLB Network earlier. I saw a clip and somebody made the argument too. So when a guy, especially when they dive into the stands, which usually happens along the foul lines versus, you know, not at the wall, uh, how far does that extend to where they can dive in? So you're saying it would be interference if they dive four rows in to catch the ball, but, you know, a fan knocks out. Like, where is that line? I mean, once they leave the field to play, it's kind of what what can happen. And that's why I feel like this should have been a home run call. It's different if... It was coming, like we've seen those plays where people reach over the fence. No, totally, the Jeffrey Mayer thing. Because right. Jeffrey Mayer reached over the wall, caught the ball, and it would have been back in. Right, it and pulled it over the wall. the fence. Yeah, at, at worst, but probably would have been caught. Right. Yeah, right. I mean. So it, that is 100% interference, and that's the out. But if it's over the fence, man, sorry, fans, are, fans have a right to that too. Yeah, uh, well, and I mean, but ultimately, I, I'm like, you know what? And I, I saw somebody make this comment somewhere in a post on Facebook or something that 
I have a feeling the walls in Houston will be uh, elevated next yeah. year. <laughs> and that's my thing. I mean, don't have these situations where, you know, you want the fans to have this intimate relationship with the game and be as close to the action as possible. That's great. But don't put the the game, the umpires, the players, the fans in this situation where they can interfere with the game. Right. If, they, if this is what it's going to be like, it's kind of like, you know, they'll say, this is why we can't have anything nice. Right. And if it's going to keep fans <laughs> back, and I mean, it means that you won't have to make these calls that I'm all for of raising the wall level or putting up something or, you know, moving the seats back, whatever it takes. Fans shouldn't be deciding the outcome of fucking playoff games that have huge ramifications. Yeah. And I mean it they just, didn't they didn't really decide it because the the Astros still had a chance in the no, bottom of the No night doubt. Yeah, to, I mean I, I don't want to be so, that guy too cuz right. that's always the Bartman he didn't decide it cuz well, there's sorts of there's some Facebook groups I'm but, in with a lot of Texas people who uh, that's exactly what they're saying that that play decided the game. It's like, "No, man, you had bases loaded in the bottom of the ninth. It, that wasn't the backbreaker, right? You know? But in the course of things, it changes the it game. Definitely changes so, momentum I mean, and all that bullshit. I, yeah, well, yeah. not anything momentum. It's just the fact that if it's two runs, then it's tie game. Well, they, they right. were, the Astros would have taken the lead at the time. Then things are managed differently. Like it does change the outcome, but it doesn't oh, determine. See, I'm a Cincinnati fan. I'm not used to managing. Like I'm not used <laughs> to managers doing anything different. Yeah, I mean, because it changes the, everything, especially uh, in the playoffs. There's, wait, there's strategy. <laughs> Wow, that's everything weird. changes based on leads mm. and all that stuff. So I thought I thought you just put guys out there and just hope for the best. <laughs> that's kind of what we've had in Cincinnati for a long time. Just like, hey, what? Okay, yeah, just put them out there. Whatever. Best okay. nine guys, go out there. <laughs> Y'all decide amongst yourself. Hey, uh, Dusty, maybe you should have Aroldis Chapman pitch for more than just three outs. Yeah, yeah, yeah I should. I'm never gonna do that. <laughs> Maybe I should also put him in there in high leverage situations before the ninth <laughs> inning. Nah. No, no, there's no need to do that. Uh, ugh, whatever. But yeah, so baseball. I don't know. Overall, though, the series, even marred with these random okay, things so that have, let's, have been pretty solid. Let's talk about this AL series because there is more controversy around that one um, with with the with regards to the cheating allegations on both sides. Mm-hmm. So let's let's table the Astros cheating allegation for a second. Let's talk about the Red Sox. Um, so posts have been going around Twitter and around Facebook showing Astros players with what appears to be pine Red tar. Red Sox, you mean? Or, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, my bad. Yeah. Red Sox yeah. players with pine tar on their arm or like uh, they showed Kimbrel with like some glossy stuff that they thought might be some, um, some Vaseline. Vaseline or something. Yeah. Um, so there's all these posts that are alleging that the Red Sox pitchers are doctoring pitches. Um, my question to you is, should we even care? Like, I feel like we're at a point in baseball where hitters have such an advantage that, yeah, go ahead. Let them, like, at this point, I don't even care. Let, oh, I'm not let even, pitchers do no, See, whatever. I'm never going to go in the, yeah, we should just let cheating happen. I mean, because if it's blatant and it's a, like, but I feel like the old pine tar, I, it's almost one of those unwritten rules that come to baseball where it's like, Guys do stuff. And, I mean, this reminds me. Remember when Kenny Rogers got busted with pine tar on, like, the brim of his cap for yeah. the, the Tigers a few yeah. years ago? And that was a whole big old thing. And, again, heightened because it's during the playoffs. But these guys are doing this most of the year if they're doing it. It's not like right. they start doing it. That's in, the thing. This isn't. This happens all October. year long. But that's why I'm like, who cares? I mean, like, I'll just... never, like I said, I'll never go to, yeah, just let them cheat. Cause I'm a, but, I mean, if you don't get caught and, you know, is it cheating? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my philosophy. If you don't get caught, is it cheap? 
If you don't get caught, is it cheating? We're throwing that Putting up, up on the pole. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I, I don't know, especially with something like this. I mean, you know, guys having razor blades in their pocket and stuff to, you know, doctor the baseball and do that. It, when it's a natural course of the game, because it's like, Guys use uh, use the rosin bag to get a better yeah, grip. Right. Guys are allowed this time of year to blow in their hands to get a better grip, which they're not allowed to do generally during the weather, regular season or during the warmer months. Because, right. you know, but to get a better grip when it's colder out, like they're allowed a little bit more leeway. And I mean, the pine tar thing—if it gets on you or whatever—and you know, it's a nice, again, unless it's blatant, unless the bar a ball comes in looking like Craig Biggio's helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know. There's only so much you can do, right? I mean, I just, and there's only. And when I say when you I can't say police like, every single thing, I'm not saying like turn a blind eye, but I'm just saying maybe we don't have a rule that that says you can't do that. Go ahead and let them do it. Let's see how the game changes. Well, I kind of <laughs> that's fine, but <laughs> I kind of like, feel like open it up. Go ahead, put whatever you want. You go ahead and bring a a tube of Vaseline with you to the mound. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Fuck it. Let's Here see how old this goes. I mean, baseball is so there's so much declining viewership at this point. Try whatever to get people to watch. Watch what happens when this this crazy asshole he comes out with mayonnaise and puts it on the ball and watch what he could do with his slider <laughs> with that. Like make it a circus show at this point. I don't give a shit. Just get people to watch it. <laughs> Also should point out that last night's nine-inning game between the Red Sox and Houston Astros, second longest game in Major League history for a nine-inning game, four hours and 33 minutes. And you know what would... That is not getting people to watch. You know what would stop that? Letting pitchers doctor the ball and strike everybody out. Yeah. <laughs> now, that would be the complete opposite because people would be like, this is boring. Yeah. Nobody scores in base. This is like hockey. What is this bullshit? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. It's... I don't really. So you don't want him to cheat. You, uh, I, no, guess you I don't want it to be. I don't want it to be blatant. Is all like you know the old. It's it's kind of like the whole stealing of the signs thing. I mean, if you're not disguising your signs, I mean, it's fair game, right? It's not really Which stealing there isn't signs. A rule against it, There's exactly. No against and that's what I'm signs. saying. Like when when you have something like that, where it's like, well, you know, you shouldn't be doing it. Well, you shouldn't have shitty signs or whatever, <laughs> right? I mean. <laughs> It's human nature to try to get any advantage you can. So within the rules or within rules that aren't there, I don't have necessarily a problem with it. And again, you're not supposed to doctor the baseball and do all that shit. But, you know, if it happens and you ain't getting busted. (laughs) (laughs) Snot it up, baby. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Uh, all right, so let's talk about the stealing signs. That's the uh, that's what the Astros were accused of. They had a guy apparently in the, the like press reporting box. well, yeah, yeah, like, next to the dugout, right. And he was I shouldn't say press box. Yeah, it was down on the field, and he was clapping, <laughs> but he had his phone camera like pointed at the the Red Sox dugout. And yes. Was, taking pictures and supposedly relaying signs in. Also got kicked out of the uh, Indians. Stadium during yeah. their series with yeah. the Indians for the same exact thing, you know. And the my, A's reported that he was doing this during the regular season, right? Like the Astros. So this guy has been and on the radar. Apparently, it goes back to Yankees and Astros last postseason. Really, I missed yes, that. That was another the claim A's that was as far up. as I got. Yeah, apparently the Yankees have said, "Yeah, we thought something weird was going on." <laughs> you know, my favorite thing of the whole thing was uh, the dude from the Cardinals that got fired for hacking into the Astros. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he tweeted out 
oh, shady stuff going on? Hmm, who would have guessed? <laughs> because his defense was the only reason why he hacked into the Astro system was because he found them hacking into the St. Louis system first. So he was hacking to see what information they had hacked from St. Louis, <laughs> and he was just hacking to check their hacks. Even Evening out the hacking. <laughs> Solid idea, bro. But again... If the Astros didn't get caught hacking, then that means who's the dumber one? The Cardinals, because they got busted. If you don't get caught cheating. Um, All right, so you're fine with what they were doing. Like, you don't have a problem. Oh, no, I mean, again, it's blatant if people notice it. And so if this... But it's not blatant. Like, this was just somebody happened to notice that he didn't have... Well, you told yeah, well you told me though that Major League Baseball had, did their and or conducted their investigation and basically said there's no wrongdoing. Well, ish. yeah, <laughs> no wrongdoing ish. I feel like that's just the MLB being like covering their ass. We're not dealing with this. Like we're yeah. not. Well, especially we not this time of year. We don't want this to they, cloud everything. Yeah, what are they going to do? Like if they if they come out and they say yeah, uh, they they were cheating. Uh, that's it. Like. They have to forfeit these games. <laughs> Series is over. Right. Don't worry about the TV revenue. We're we're gonna lose for the the game five, six, <laughs> and whatever. It's fine. We'll we'll eat that because we are clearly so they a conducted. Legitimate, uh, they had Roger Goodell Goodell conduct their interview or their uh, investigation. They went, they went with the. We uh, found no wrongdoing. Senate Judiciary Committee. <laughs> they were like, no, this dude can be in the Supreme Court. It's fine. Like we don't care. He just likes beer. Good. <laughs> Uh, that's essentially what I feel, and that's just me guessing. But that's what it feels like. How are I you didn't gonna... even I didn't even think about that angle. I more or less. I mean, feel... how are you going to finish that investigation that quickly? Well, that, I that more it was or like less a thought... day that they're like, nope, everything's cool. Leave well, it alone. no, because they said that they had been investigating since the A's made the claim from the regular season, so the investigation had been going a month. But it's kind of the timing, like we said about their their suspending. Yeah, it's Addison like, Russell. Oh, Russell. hey, uh, well, it just so happened that we'd been investigating this for a while, and oh. right when it came to light, <laughs> nope, no wrongdoing, no wrongdoing. Or oh, they've been eliminated. He's done. We finished this today. The timing is uncanny. Weird, right? <laughs> Anyways, enjoy the postseason. <laughs> uh, nah, I mean, I don't know. It's <laughs> Tank went with a uh, major league quote. The umps are really watching me. I put a little jalapeno up my nose. <laughs> Solid. Always love the major league references. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, NL series. Other than Machado being a, a crazy man, there's really not much going on in that series i mean it's no. a good series but no storylines that are really uh compelling in that one um who do you think ends up coming out of that one brewers or the dodgers i still think brewers you think so i do oh which the, uh, the only thing that makes me pause is that the brewer or the well and i guess when you go 13 innings the all bets are off but the brewers major advantage we talked about this coming in the playoffs is they've got that incredible fucking bullpen where they basically can have a starter go about two or three innings and they're good to go right you can just come out with aces from their bullpen and shut everybody uh, everything down but i mean if the brewers aren't scoring runs that's a problem but the thing about the dodgers is all of their runs are pretty much home run dependent so while they put up, they had like the best offense in the league, but it was very just, eh, if we don't hit home runs, we ain't scoring. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I feel like that favors the Brewers because if you can't manufacture runs this time of year, it's very tough to just say, all right, we're going to sit back and hopefully hit dingers. Right. So right. I feel like in the long run, since this is a seven game series, 
the Brewers are going to find a way to scrap it out. It might take seven games, but I still feel like the Brewers have the upper hand. See, I now feel it's like, a three-game series. Right. So. I feel like if it gets to a game seven, that's where the Dodgers are going to have a little bit more uh, advantage. Do the Dodgers because, have home field or uh, – No, the, the Brewers would have to because the series started in Milwaukee. Yeah. So. But the Brewers also, like, they're just not – they don't have that playoff pedigree. Like, you've got a team – they're as just a, not used to being yeah, there. Yeah, I know, as an organization. But they've got guys on that team that have been in these situations. I mean, they've got Lorenzo Cain who played in the World Series with, you know, the, the Royals and stuff. Don't roll your fucking eyes at I'm me, thinking of, Well, I'm thinking of, like, <laughs> Kristen Yelich. It's like, who no, doesn't have the experience? That dude yeah. hasn't gone to the playoffs ever. <laughs> ever. He played in Miami. He ain't, no, he ain't done shit. They, He's him, like, this is great. The, and I the, didn't I, know the season went this long. And I know we don't <laughs> think of them as, like, but they've been in the playoffs. They just usually exit really quickly and nobody notices so i mean ryan braun does have playoff experience they've got guys on there that have it's just yeah they're as a traditional power nobody thinks of oh yeah milwaukee they're in the conversation all the time right it's thought of as just oh it's a bunch of guys and then the dodgers to be honest with you the dodgers until they had made it recently making it to the world series and and getting farther they always crapped out early in they the really playoffs did. too yeah and so they were kind of in exit. a similar situation with as the brewers where it's like oh yeah the dodgers make it every year but nobody ever really notices because they get eliminated in the first round and right. it, it's like never even close <laughs> there's always three one and they're done <laughs> So, I don't know. I mean, it could be that there's a little bit of an experience factor, but I find it, I find it weird to – it almost never happens, especially in baseball, where and unless the Astros come back now, it looks like they won't. But there could be a World Series rematch with, between Houston and the Dodgers. The fact that both the teams that were there last year could potentially meet in the World Series still is mind-blowing enough to me. Yeah. So, I got to feel like – and now, now that the Astros are down, if you're like, well, if only one was going to make it, it looks like it's going to be the Dodgers, right. which is ironic. And so I don't know, because I thought the Astros were the better team, but they are running up against the best team Dude, in the, baseball. The Red Sox are just so good. This they year. are. They're so. They're such a complete team. They're so impossibly good that I thought they won't make it all the way because that's just how baseball works. It is. Yeah, and they, that is the case. They find a way to screw things up right. at the end. Like the best team just somehow usually figures out a way to blow it somehow. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I still, I, I give the edge to the Brewers. I mean, it might be, again, if I'm saying it goes seven, it's a very slight edge because they'll be at home and anything can happen in a game seven. But I'm also still hoping for chaos. I really want the- <laughs> I want the Astros to really find a way to this. Astros, Astros Brewers World Series. MLB would be so pissed at MLB, that outcome. MLB would be like, as soon as Game 7 happened, they'd be like, oh, wait, we reopened the investigation, and there was cheating. So Boston, you're in. Red Sox win. Hey. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Oh. Weird timing. Sorry. We just It just ended right after that third out in the ninth inning. Yeah, we got some uh, new information. Oh, it, it really broke the case wide open. Cheaters. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, Boston. <laughs> yeah, could totally see that happening too. Uh, all right, let's talk. Um, let's talk some basketball because this is the big news that came out today. I love when big news happens on a day that we're recording because a lot of times we record something and then the next day something big comes out and it's like, God damn it! I wish we could have talked about it on or something show. big happens two or three days before the show, and by the time the show it's rolls over, around, it's like yeah. eh, nobody right. cares. Uh, so the big news today was that the G League, uh, the NBA minor league system, will now be offering elite high school players up to uh, contracts of about one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. What? Uh, 
Uh, so Jumping right out of the high school. Yes, so now high school pros. players can hire an agent. They can make a decent salary. Right. They can sign endorsement deals. They don't. They're not restricted in any way. Uh, and then after that year, they can get drafted by an NBA team, which is crazy because we had the whole discussion about like players and and uh, jumping to these other leagues. And hi, Cheryl. Uh, I feel like this is what was what the rumor mills were talking about when Joe was trying to break down this idea of elite players are going to have the opportunity to get drafted. Uh, do you remember that whole? conversation that we well, had when the story came out i actually had a minor case of deja vu because i thought we had already discussed something where the players but i know there's kind of details that are different and it's gotten mixed up with all these the, semi-pro leagues that are then, popping up and well, stuff back, back when we first talked about this on the show with joe the story was that elite high school players were going to be allowed to hire an agent mm-hmm. they could test the waters and if they didn't like what they found, they were able to then go back to college. Right. And no, have but I'm talking that was recently, but I'm talking like a year ago and it, maybe even longer because Joe wasn't with us. There was something that happened with the G League where we were discussing. No, well, it was, there was a player that jumped to the G League. It, okay. That's, that's what it was. What it was. It he, was a, a he kid jumped out of high school yeah, and skipped it. Okay. It, was, it was actually a kid right. from Cincinnati who was a, a pretty yes, high Yes, that's right. He was the one who was going to Syracuse. Yes. And he and ended declined, up declining yes. and okay. going to the G so League. So I knew there was something in my head that I'm like, right. didn't we already kind of talk about this? But now they're expanding this yes, and making so now, it high profile. Yes. Now all these they pieces have, have fallen up. together or fallen into place where you've got this kid that jumps to the G league and it's like, wow, is that going to be the domino that, mm-hmm. that makes everything fall? And even at that point we were like, nah, probably not because you're still going to get more exposure going to like a Duke or a North Carolina well, or whatever. And because while he was a high recruit, he wasn't, it wasn't like, Oh, this was the consensus. This wasn't Zion Williamson going, right. This wasn't somebody super big name. So he had a big name, but not a big enough name to move the meter. Right. Exactly. So it was, that was a big like flash up story. And then it just sort of fizzled. Right. In and, fact, I'm curious how that has played out. I, I, I no, need to go, I need to go look into that and him. see how he's done yeah. since haven't heard anything about him. me neither, which is probably not good for him. Uh, probably think, means he's busted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is this the first season? Because I guess he would have been going to Syracuse this year. So the so, G yeah, league having just started going in, I want to look into that. I want to yeah. see what this kid is doing as it progresses. He's so good that we don't know his name. <laughs> we just, <laughs> <laughs> and he's a local kid on top we of that. just keep calling him the this Syracuse kid. kid. Didn't he go to Princeton? Uh, I think he went to Princeton. I think he did, but he also went to, uh, what's that prep academy? The the one that a lot of kids come from locally. Because he, he mm. went to a high school, but then I also think he was in one of those prep academies before he made this jump. So I, I could be making that up. I have no clue. Because, I, well, the only reason I'm like... Thinking about it as far as, oh, is one of those that it had a name to it is because... Darius Basley is his name. Uh, it was the place that uh, Xavier got a couple of their guys from, but there was another big name guy that had like come out of the... Oh, it was... Um, what's his name that ended up going to USC? Uh, that had all sorts of... O.J. Mayo had all sorts of issues. Oh, yeah, he yeah, went yeah. to that prep school, yeah. and it's like a local prep school. I know what you're talking yeah. about now. And so I... Th- thought that this kid went there too but maybe i'm making that up 
I don't think so. I think he played at Princeton. It was Princeton. just straight Princeton? Yeah, I think he was at Princeton. Okay. Yeah, he was at Princeton uh, throughout high school, according to this article on Yahoo. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Darius Basley. That's who we are keeping tabs on. We in will G League. track his career with high interest. Uh, we'll forget his name by the end of this story. Anyway, so... We will for, uh, so will history. So that story popped up, and that was like, wow, this could be the domino. And then you had LeVar There Ball. it is. Eric helps out North College Hill. That uh, was, that's what I'm yeah. trying to think. Is that a prep school? I, I thought so. Know. I don't think that's a prep school, is it? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think that's a prep school. Uh, for sure. Whatever. <laughs> we are killing this basketball. We know Where all... is Joe? God damn it. We Where know is... all the stuff. <laughs> we need Joe to keep us in check during basketball talk. This is all our fault for trying to do basketball talk without Joe. Like, nah, I totally said we were going to do this. Well, We've I also got to get I... our NBA picks in for the year without Joe. Oh, okay. Uh, you no, 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 no. I don't okay. want to do that yet okay. because we got to okay. keep them watching. Okay. <laughs> they have no idea where we're going with our NBA picks. So <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, all right. So anyway, so uh, so Basley goes to G League and it's like, wow, that could be the domino. And then LeVar Ball has his league that everybody knew, was, everybody knew was going to be a bullshit league anyways. He hasn't paid anybody. Like, it's just a bull. <laughs> Nobody just, has Everything has paid. collapsed. Um, but he's got a new shoe out that's only $200 instead of 600 So... Go big baller brand, I guess. <laughs> the big, the small baller light. Is that what we're calling it? <laughs> like, what the hell? They're not even a brand anymore. They're just like, yeah, yeah. They're not a is. thing anymore. Uh, so that was then maybe going to challenge the one and done. Um, and then that story came out about high school players being allowed to hire agents, and that's where mm -hmm. we had so much confusion about it because it was like, well, how do you determine who the elite high school player is right. compared to the regular? high school player and there were so many questions about it and we didn't get it and now it all comes clear now that this announcement has been made because those guys that are allowed to hire agents are going to be the ones that are getting offered $125,000 contracts right. to play and if you aren't then you know you suck right. or you're and, not qualified you're to make go, that jump or you're not ready yet and yeah. they're going to say go play in college and whatever so I guess my question is to you do you think this changes we've we've now done this twice where we're like is this going to change college basketball is this going to change the ncaa and both times we were like well maybe we'll see we'll see now it's legit first of all it's a league that has the money to back it up it's not this bullshit lavar ball i uh, maybe you'll get paid yeah this is sponsored an by the nba got, yeah. yeah they've got the money to to pay it um they're going who knows how many they invite they may only invite one kid a year you know it could only be one dude that makes the jump to the the G right. League, but is this going to start reshaping college basketball to where the I, one and duns are gone? I think so because you had that you had all the stories this week about Zion Williamson asking Kansas for money <laughs> and then ending up at Duke. I mean, the, but Coach K said they're not dirty, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was ironic. Everybody's like, "Oh, so then he just decided that he'd go to Duke on his own yeah, volition." That like, you know, never mind. I don't. Want, I don't need money to go to Duke. <laughs> oh wait, Kansas was going to pay me, but you're going to let me go for free. Okay, no, no, cool, not just yeah, Kansas yeah. was willing to. He straight up said, "Hey, I'll come to Kansas if you offer me this much." But Duke, <laughs> oh no, 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 don't worry. You don't have to offer me anything. I just, I really love the academics here. So nobody buys that, but that's what I'm saying. Those Cameron crazies are the best. Yeah. I'm just going to go hang out with A people. guy like him, who, again, is the consensus number one in the country. This is how everybody wants him. I mean, if he can go make without having to worry about all the investigations and any disqualifications and any stigma that comes with all of this crap, can just go to the G League and make 125 k spend a year still getting the, the notoriety because it's not as if the NBA, the NBA will for sure – 
be pumping kids like that up as far as like if a dude gets signed by the G League, he's going to get NBA attention. Yeah, I mean like, there will be all sorts of attention. So even, possibly even more so than you get in college because in college you're, you're dependent on your team. I mean if you if for whatever reason not that this happens very often, but if imagine a, a recruit going to Duke. And I, to be honest with you, this kind of happened with Kentucky the last couple years where they don't perform up to the Kentucky level. And yeah. you forget who all of these guys are who, before Kentucky, you could rattle off their entire starting five and they were all first-round NBA guys. Right. The last couple years, they've still got these top guys, but because Kentucky has underperformed, their names aren't there right. on the, the, the tip of everybody's tongue like they had before. So, I mean... If for some reason Duke suffers this year, nobody's going to forget about him, but he doesn't have the the limelight as much as he would. So right. why not go and not have to deal with all the crap and the investigations and just take the cash and just be upfront about it? It's just, all right, here I am, and I get NBA promotion, and I'm ready for the league. I'm See, ready made a month later. The There was a tweet from uh, Woj that really kind of, because I was the same way as you, where I was like, this could be the game changer. This is where a school like Xavier is going to be able to excel because they don't benefit from those one and dones. It's going to level the playing field. Xavier is going to be able to come up now and compete with the likes of Duke because Duke and Kentucky aren't going to be able to get these one guys because now they're going to be going to the G League. But Woj put out a tweet that said, you're still going to get paid in college. like That's true. They're still getting paid. So the only difference here is that they don't have to worry about class. That's the, that's really the only thing. Because especially when you're a one and done. And, well, and I, I don't think the players give a shit as much about taking money and like hiding it and being worried about it. Because if they get ruled ineligible, they don't care. They're leaving at the end of the no, year. I know, anyways. but they're still... I mean, for me... I guess it would be the the whole reason you hide it is because there's still the stigma of you being this guy who did something shady and quote unquote illegal. I don't think even though any it's stigma not at this point anymore. I especially maybe. after this investigation that's come out where they're like, oh, everybody's doing this. Yeah, nobody's. Well, gonna... I suppose once you go to the NBA and ball out, nobody cares anyway. Right? Nobody gives a I shit. I mean, in the NBA, you can even rape someone and still. Be, have your praise song years later. Mm, so except, that. Did you see he got removed from the jury of an animated film festival? I did not. Yeah, this week he, he was supposed to be on the jury for an animated film festival. And they're like, and no, you raped somebody. A lot of people uh, filed. There was a petition filed. Good for uh, them. And they said, we don't want this guy. It's There's children, and he's an accused rapist. And the, mm, the good for those whatever people. film festival totally was like, that. Kobe, see ya, man. And uh, he was gone. Awesome. There's your Kobe news for this week. But anyways... Um, <laughs> No, but you're right. So uh, there is something to be said about. I guess there is a, a slight stigma, but I still feel yeah, like these I mean, I dudes guess they don't are, care enough. The players are literally just wasting a year. They don't care about academics. They're taking bullshit classes just right. to get through the year, if they're even going. Because the way that classes are calculated it, on your one year, you you only have to go what the first semester, and then right, after I that, guess, yeah, the first semester is the only semester you have to be ruled eligible. So yeah. you're taking all kinds of 100 level classes. <laughs> Where you just have and to then show by December up. you don't care, right? And then who knows? You're just enrolled the rest of the year. You're getting payments from boosters. You're getting those hundred dollar handshakes or whatever. So you're, you're getting making all the free money. Stuff. Uh, so maybe it isn't as big of a deal as I initially thought. Because when this news first broke, like I said, I was super pumped. I thought this was going to change everything, but maybe not. Maybe this is just like you'll see one or two guys go this way because they can't get into a school. No, Anthony. Or- no, Anthony. Uh-oh. Fuck the Lakers. 
just as a reminder, <laughs> fuck the Lakers. <laughs> none of the uh, none of the comments were showing up here. Let me see. Yep, that was Anthony Wayne. I knew it. Yeah, I knew, no, it I knew you. Uh, just like, um, uh, no, shut that shit down right now. <laughs> there will be no go Lakers speak. <laughs> Anthony Wayne is all about Kobe. Oh, God. <laughs> Uh, the Lakers, uh, did they win their first game? I they did. That's it. It's over. Playoffs. They're in. Yep. That is it. LeBron One is the savior. Look out, Golden State. <laughs> anyway, should we give our NBA uh, predictions? Should we give our champs? I, I think, regular season awards? I think before we do that, did you hear about Kevin Durant's brother this week? No. So uh, Kevin Durant. Uh, I heard about Woj talking about Kevin Durant saying... He well, has a hunch they had, <laughs> that he won't be. They had Golden their ring State. ceremony uh, for Golden State. Baller which, ass rings. Holy shit, dude. Yeah. Reversible rings? Baller. Crazy. That's some ridiculous shit. Yeah. Um, but there was like, before, first of all, there, there were people apparently that read lips that saw that when Kevin Durant went to get his ring, uh, the Warriors owner was like, please resign. And he just laughed. Uh, Damn. So it was like a I weird, that. <laughs> uh, yeah, who knows if that's bullshit. It could just be people mm. saying, but before that there was an Instagram post about Kevin Durant and Kevin Durant's brother commented on it and said, uh, something like trying to fill up this hand before we bounce or something along those lines. Oh, so shit. like blew up his spot. Like oh, Kevin Durant shit. is gone. He's not resigning with Golden State. That was like shit. all over the place. And if you're Kevin Durant, are you, are you pulling your brother aside? Like shut the Fuck up, man. Know what I'm doing? I'm getting on one of my burner accounts and cussing my brother out. <laughs> if I'm Kevin Durant, that's how I roll. I get up on my burner account and be like, yo, and then get caught because I'm like, yo, bro, shut the fuck up. I'm telling mom if you do this. I know. Can't, I mean, be, can't be with our business out in the street. <laughs> oh, I mean, you know, bro can be used as an affectionate term. It wasn't me. Oh, James is checking in. James says, cheers, cheers, man. Uh, thanks for tuning in. I appreciate that. Um, all right, so let's do our picks for the NBA this year. Um, I wish I had some, like, really – actually, I think I do have – Dramatic music? I got something here for you. Okay, cool. Because uh, I am so really – I am ready to break this all the way down. And, and, and fucking Mahita sent me a thing that said, I love Kobe. So I don't know if he's, wow, he's watching creeping, or listening. or in. Yeah, somehow Mahita's listening or has knowledge that we were shitting on Kobe. Maybe he just has a Kobe and detector. And sent me a text that said, I hate Kobe. Or I love Kobe. I heart Kobe. He's got that Kobe detector going off. Yeah. All right. This is, uh, this is very intense right now. We are, uh, we are about to reveal our picks for the NBA this upcoming season. Scott, I will let you go first. Coming out of the East will be Boston. Okay. I know. Long limb. And coming out of the West mm-hmm. and winning it all, finally getting over the hump. Oh, shit. Oh, will be shit. the Warriors. What? What? Warriors and five over Boston. What? I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this dramatic music is fantastic, by the way. This is our interview, Quick Hitters. I love you. heard this. <laughs> Whenever we start asking them quick header questions. It's been so low. I don't think I've heard how intense it gets. I know, it's very intense. It's very intense music. Uh, shout but out, yes, Davis. Big shocker. I'm picking the Warriors to win it all again. All right. here. here There's I'm... absolutely no reason why they won't, unless all of their starting five dies. And I mean, <laughs> at the same time. Here's my picks for, uh, you know what? I'll even give you final four. All right. All right. In the East, uh, we're going to have the Celtics. <laughs> Mahita said, yeah, I'm watching Dick. <laughs> 
Well, I don't know. I mean, we, we can't tell if it doesn't say watching now whether or not you're creeping or what. So thanks for watching, Mahita. Wait, hang on. Anthony Wayne just said the Kobe Bryant movement was the biggest movement in America since the Civil Rights Movement. First of all, banned. Way too many banned. uses of movement. Way too many movements. <laughs> yeah, but banned. And what the fuck is that? What's a Kobe Bryant movement? What band? I don't even get. Okay, anyways, it's, it's just opinion. Kobe fans sitting there defending him to no end. Yeah, that movement. Mamba, he's the Mamba. He's no matter what he does, we'll defend him to the death. The man gave himself his own nickname. It's bullshit. He's he's Ugh. ridiculous. My picks. <laughs> he could have robbed Obama at gunpoint, and they'll still be fucking <laughs> defending his ass. The Kobe movement. The Kobe movement. I'm going to make a Kobe movement here in the, the bathroom biggest, just a second. The biggest movement in America. <laughs> my picks for the NBA uh, title this year. Oh, my God. Came up right as the chorus. <laughs> <laughs> the angels have started singing uh, right as you're going to make your right, picks. My, my four. It's going to be Boston over... Toronto. Oh, shit. Went with Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in the West. Uh, Kevin, all innocent Kobe, innocent. <laughs> fuck out of here. Jesus. <laughs> Anthony Wayne just blowing really, up the That's really section. funny. Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah funny. I know, but I'll I don't even want to give him credit for that. Tip of the cap for that one, because <laughs> that's well done. Uh, out of the West. The Rockets. Whoa. 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 I don't know where you're going with this, but the Rockets? Lose to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals uh, to set up the Warriors beating the Celtics in the finals. Oh, Oh my God. God. Oh, my God. There you go, everybody. There's the NBA picks. Uh, So many limbs. I feel. So we both have Boston and the Warriors with the Warriors winning it. And I feel confident in saying that uh, that's exactly what will happen. I feel really nervous being this far out on this limb. It's Seriously. so far. This is such a it shaky limb. It could snap at any moment. Uh, whew, very Should scary we write these here. down? Hold our feet to the fire? Mm. We need to snip this audio to make sure that later on we can get called out if indeed this doesn't happen. I think we should do that. Let's do that. Let's put ourselves <laughs> up. As a matter of fact, if, we do, if this doesn't happen, two shots each. Mmm. You drive a hard bargain, but okay. I, I shall agree. Or shoeies. Two shots each. Okay, let's, two. let's not get crazy. <laughs> Again, I mean, Boston and Boston okay. and the, Boston and the Warriors planes could collide into one another, and so that would eliminate both of them. You know, <laughs> as if it happens prior to the finals. I feel like at least the East is somewhat entertaining. That one is a little bit more. The West is entertaining. To an extent, because there's really? so See, much. I still talent. feel like the. I was gonna say, I still feel like the West is the most entertaining. So much overall. talent, but it's so the it's, East is so top heavy. There's four teams that have a legit shot, but that's still that's entertaining it. that there's four teams that because you at least have Boston, mm. the 76ers, and mm. okay, but listen. To, uh, hey, Jason, go fuck yourself. Let's put it this way: you have Boston, Philadelphia, and Toronto, who could potentially win it. We're sure. saying Boston because they're they're clearly the. Heads and talent above. Yeah. They're the team. But in the West, it's like, you got all this talent. Doesn't fucking matter. It's going to be the Warriors. No, like, I know. go ahead. So, at but least on the night, East no, is no, more no, entertaining. On, I would say the East is more entertaining. I, you say entertaining, but I thought you just meant through the course of the season. Because the course of the season, it's still entertaining. No, no, the matchups in the West are still the more course entertaining. course of the season, through the regular season, the West is going to be more fun to watch. Right. That's, and that's what I Which meant. I'm sorry. Sucks. I thought we were talking about just the playoffs. Isn't the playoffs? Yeah. In the, well, Nobody that's what has I mean. a yeah. real shot. That's All of them are playing for second place. Right. In the playoffs, it's it's so boring to watch anything in the West. Because it's like, cool. Um 
this is pointless. Yeah. Oh, are the Warriors playing? No, then why am I watching this series? Right. Who gives a shit? Uh, at least in the East, it's, hey, maybe Boston gets upset here. They, that, and that's happen. possible. Yeah. Right. So Not likely, but possible. No, I definitely think uh, I definitely think Boston has the best shot out of anybody in the East. Oh, yeah, easily. Um, oh, and through all of this, uh, you know who showed up? Who showed up? Our good buddy in Minnesota. After all the drama of last week, and Jimmy Butler showed up and was ready to play. After trying to force his way out by being a dick at practice. Hey, guys, I'm here. Hey, what, what happened? Uh, I blacked out for like the last two weeks. Anything go on? No. You know, you know Jimmy Butler went with the, uh, sorry, I took some Ambien. I don't know what I did. <laughs> uh, that, was my, that was my burner, Jimmy Butler. Uh, that that wasn't actually me. I sent a fake burner Jimmy Butler to practice. He was the one trying who to get the me out dude, of this. Who was the dude that hired a lookalike to do his his running around for him? Uh, we did the story on the show. The- oh, uh, it was uh, Unibrow man. Yes. Uh, fucking a. Why I am I blanking his name? Uh, I, maybe that's what Jimmy Butler pulled. He's like, no, no, no. That was my assistant that I hired. That <laughs> Anthony Davis, just like me. Anthony Davis. Yes, the Anthony Davis uh, assistant that looked just like. <laughs> I need you to pick up my laundry and uh, sign autographs for and me. And look just like me. <laughs> Only requirement. Oh, shit. All right. We have, we're getting late in the show. We haven't even talked about... NHL? Uh, yeah, we haven't talked about NHL. We haven't talked about our picks from last week or our picks for this week. We've got a lot to get to. Oh, yeah, sure. And don't forget the Motherfucker of the Week poll. <laughs> We've got to remember <laughs> Motherfucker of the Week. That being have... said, we will totally be kicking ourselves when we end the show and yep. set an alarm. Hey. Maybe set an alarm. Oh, okay. Motherfucker well, alarm. <laughs> motherfucker alarm. <laughs> beep, 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 beep. It's motherfucker time. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's talk. Talk hockey real quick. Yeah, let's talk hockey real Just quick. Get How is your team doing? Mm, shark struggle this week. Uh, lost two uh, th- tight contests, three to two. Mm. But it's early in the season. I put them at, uh, I believe, two and four. Uh, they're not really gelling, but, you know, long season. Not worried about it. Too top-heavy talent-wise, you know, and they got Amanda Kane, so. Black <laughs> guy running the show. <laughs> They'll be fine. The Blue Jackets uh, suffered one of the worst losses uh, of Hey, the Mike Berlon, welcome to the show. Oh, cool. I didn't even realize I did that. I didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, uh, the Blue Jackets suffered a like a horrible loss this week. They lost to Tampa Bay eight to two. Damn. Which I actually watched some of that game, and I was like, I am the worst jinx ever. <laughs> like I start following this team, and you lose eight to two. Now Tampa Bay is obviously a stud team, right? Uh, but damn, eight to two, eight goals in a hockey game is. A lot. I think the first goal was like 15 seconds into that game, too. Like it so was a lot of dick kicking. It was real quick. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, they are sitting currently fourth, uh, just middle of the pack. They're going to need a lot of help this year. It doesn't look good for Columbus. Mm. You know, because... We'll see how it holds up. Because Berlon Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be I fair, we were, we, we were given uh, heads up that they might struggle this year without your assistance. But you cemented that they would struggle. That's... For sure. Yeah. Well, sorry, BJ's. But uh, you know, <laughs> how, how long you've been sitting on that one since you started talking? You motherfucker. <laughs> uh, but you know where you're not struggling, and I am so proud of you. Our overall Minuteman pickums, where you're carrying the thank you, sir, carrying the flag the for the, the show right for, now. for the moment. Uh, as a show, our average has jumped up. We have passed Scout Team Radio. Uh, Scout Team. 
Shout the, out to Joe to finally get his head out of his yeah, ass. Yeah, he had a good week last week. Yeah, about uh, so damn time. Our show moved into second place behind Sports Dance. Sports Dance is still killing it. Greg is just a fucking... He's, he's rain man. If you ever need to go to Vegas, just tweet at Sports Dance <laughs> underscore because that dude clearly can pick any game ever. Because um, they're not even... Like, the Minuteman... Pick'em is very Ohio-centric. There's a lot of Mac games in there. Hey, guys, four more shares, and we'll do a shot of Hypnotic. Time's running out. Yep. Just uh, heads up. A lot of Ohio games in there, a lot of Big Ten games. Uh, sports stands, I think Greg's out of – I think he's out of Boston, and he's just fucking killing it, man. Yeah. That kind of makes it more depressing. Hey, right. We're we're the local guys. This was slanted in our favor. We're in second <laughs> we place. Suck. Uh, but we we at least passed we're not Scott too team. far behind though. He has fifty three, correct? Right? Something like that. And then uh, you've got fifty. I'm at fifty two. You're at fifty two. So maybe 50. he's got fifty four. I was gonna say. Yes, I know he I'm, is at fifty four. He's not yeah, something like fifty six. Maybe anyway, no, he's not that high. Okay, that's a, that's gotcha. crazy talk. Either anyways, way, he's high enough. So killing it. Uh, and if Joe keeps improving, I think we can we can track him down. Uh, but it feels good to overtake Scout team. Uh, yep. the, the flag bearers on twelve ounce. We've uh, we finally overtaken them. Uh, we got to start coming up with punishments for these mm, because halfway through the year, what's yeah. up? What's up? Sports is like dropped off the face of the earth. Beck at Beck's work, we is go, I don't know, he was behind the eight ball because he started like four <laughs> weeks late. He's like, hey, can I get in on this? I'm like, yeah, sure, man, go ahead. You're in for the punishment too, uh, though, bitch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So Jeff is on the struggle bus, but it, uh, it's a good time. Our picks last week, and I don't have the – oh, can you hand me that paper right there? I think I wrote down our picks from last week from the Degenerate Dartboard of Doom. Well, we already talked about me getting my pick correct. We, this is Kansas the first time City. in the history of the show that all three of us got our picks correct. Yep. And I, so I nobody has to throw out the dartboard. I have said this is horrible content. We can never let this happen again. <laughs> uh, this really throws a wrench into the show. But, yes, everybody won. Uh, I had Pittsburgh plus two and a half over Cincinnati, mm. um, which – even when Cincinnati scored at the end, I was like, I'm going to win twice because <laughs> they weren't going to cover and they were going to win. And I was all excited. And then they Antonio Brown broke their back. Mm. Holy shit. Was that hard to watch? Uh, as soon as they scored, I was like, they left him too much time. Yeah, don't be that guy, though. No, I'm not. I'm not saying they should have waited. Oh, okay. I'm just no, saying. No, I mean, and obviously, I'm yeah, saying, they they certainly left them too much time when you look at it. But so many people this week are, oh man, that's why Marvin sucks. Yeah, yeah, and no, I mean, you, you should have done that. It, it's you not got to put it in. It's right. not mad, y'all. Yes, like, you have you to can't score run across the goal right. line, and it is not all sorts of time right cheats that you can do. No, like on, in my head, it was this is too much time for Ben Roethlisberger because the defense won't be able to stop him. Yeah, but I I will say, though, when you look at it, I, I know that it ended up being too much time, but a minute 18, I mean, that's that's not worlds of time. They had a couple of timeouts, though. Yeah, so it, it, it granted, they had, they, they had a lot going in their favor, but I just, I, you know, I, I just wanted the, the Cincinnati fans who immediately flipped the switch from, all right, we're feeling really good about this season, to fuck it, we're, you know, can't beat the Steelers, season's over, same old shit that they just needed to chill the hell out, because, I mean... The game was still a touchdown game, and I mean, you know, it's your rival. So, you know, as I, I maintained all week, don't get run out of the gym. As long as well, what's gonna the reason why people are freaking out is because they see the writing on the wall. I know you're going to lose the Kansas City this weekend. I know, and then they feel like there's this big old tailspin. But right. again, it just. 
Dude, Cincinnati fans are jaded, bro. You got to give this to us. You got to understand that Cincinnati fans are absolutely Hi, jaded. What up, shitty? Nobody has nobody's won a playoff game since like the '90s, except for the Cyclones. So the Cincinnati no, I totally, sports in general, I totally get it. It just in general this court, the course of this season. I'd say I guess on, I shouldn't say. I said on flying pigskin. If you were two Good and plug. four after, yeah, thanks. If you were two and four after this game, but you had beat the Steelers, would you feel better about this year? And unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people, people would. would. Be like, yep. Yeah, the season's going yep. great. Yep, that's true. <laughs> uh, you, we already talked about your win. You had Kansas City plus four, so you were able to sneak out <gasps> a one that, point that victory. Point. <laughs> I mean, Vegas knows that's why they make these lines the way right? they do. Uh, and then Joe had the Jets minus two and a half against Indy, and the Jets just dominated Indy. So. All around great week for the show in terms of picks. Uh, patting uh, ourselves on the Sorry, back. everybody, but there is no degenerate dartboard of doom tonight. We don't have to throw. I'm not sorry. Um, I still have an ice bath to take. Uh, yeah, you do have an ice bath to take. Well, all right. First of all, fuck you. <laughs> because you take that ice bath and it's over. Like, That's yeah, true. it sucks for five minutes. It doesn't minutes, live on minutes. in infamy. I will have uh, – there's going to be a time where my son Googles my name <laughs> and those pictures are going to show up on Instagram and he's going to – well, hopefully by then Instagram doesn't exist. It'll just be some weird thing. The internet – anyways, uh, all right. I feel better about this now. Uh, let's do our picks for this week here. I'll give you the hat. Throw the hmm. throw the yes. games in there. Joe is not here. We'll have Joe pick his game later. Uh, Joe is off celebrating his birthday in Myrtle, Myrtle Beach just – Balling out, uh, sh- fishing with his dad. How disgusting is this hat? By That's the way? pretty gross. Can I hold it up or something? <laughs> oh, it doesn't even. It's you know. It's, uh... All right, what do we got here? <sighs> <laughs> I feel like you're not pleased with this one. First game I pulled was Bengals versus the Chiefs. Uh, the problem with that one is the spread. Bengals are a six point underdog in that one. They're getting six. Uh, man. Throw that one back. Well, so that game, I feel like that's a game, and we I talked about this at work with uh, with a couple people. Uh, Tank was was involved in that chat, and uh, Ridpath, who's who's been watching the show, that that's one of those games where everybody talks about this being a shootout because It'd probably be seventeen to ten. I said nine to six. Like nobody scores. <laughs> the, it's yeah, just like the old default. Well, because there's a couple things to go into here. It it got flexed to Sunday night, mm-hmm. so it's prime time, which we know the Bengals don't do well in. Uh, and then it's always it always seems like when the NFL hypes this up as this is going to be an offensive shootout, nobody can fucking score. I'm going to throw this one back. Let me get another game. Yeah, I I, I got to disagree though. Only only because this is the rare time when. These defenses for both teams are garbage. Well, and especially for, and actually more so for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are missing like five or six defensive and that's what, starters. What, and the Bengals, while they're not missing the starters, they're just not good. That's right what now. every, well, and not only that, everybody at work was also talking about the fact that the rules have now shifted to the point where it, there are more points being scored oh, yeah. because the defenses just are. Just by nature. Yeah. Uh, oh, good, good. I'm really glad I threw that one back because instead I got Michigan versus Michigan State. Oh, and Michigan State totally burned me last week, beating Penn State somehow. Yeah, Michigan State is uh, – oh, thanks, Julie. Julie said you guys are great. Appreciate that, Julie. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Uh, Michigan State is uh, – they're getting seven points in this one. Mm. Uh, yeah. This game's at the big house, right? I believe so. <laughs> One of the ones that I thought, ah, I hope I don't get this one because I would not like to have to pick this one. Also, I couldn't remember. 
Has Harbaugh beaten Michigan State, or does he keep losing I to Michigan he, State? Well, I, I, he keeps I, losing to Michigan State, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Yeah, so like, like his rate, his his record it's against, very poor. against rivals is really bad. Yeah, which sets it up to be where okay, he's playing for his job at this point. Like he's coaching for his job. This this could be a big one. On top of that, Michigan State just keeps knocking off top ten opponents, and that's why I don't. That's why I wouldn't want any part of this game. I'm gonna take them points. I'm gonna take uh, Michigan, Michigan State. State. I, think, I think that's the right call. I think Michigan could still win this, but the not fact by that seven. It's a rivalry game. It's yeah. the in-state rivalry game. Seven points is a lot. Yeah, so that's a lot for a rivalry game. And then again, there's the chance that Michigan State just outright wins it. Right. Because they knocked off Penn State last week when nobody thought that would happen. Fucking D'Antonio, man. But didn't Michigan State lose to Appalachian State? Or no. almost? Is that what happened well, earlier just, in the year? They're just not good. They're not a yeah, great Yeah, they're not team. good. Uh, but, Michigan State just isn't good. But uh, I feel like D'Antonio just shows up in these games. Like, he... I don't know how that out. dude does yeah. it. He's he's an animal when it comes to coaching in these rivalry games. So I'm going to take the points. Michigan State plus seven. That's good. I'll take. I mean, that's a touchdown that's lead. That's solid. That's yeah. Good. I was gonna say you go into that game with a touchdown lead, you feel pretty good. Michigan can't put up points like that. I don't feel like either. They're not a high flying offense to where it's like, oh well, you know, they can afford to give up seven because they'll, you know, yeah, be up fourteen seven by the end of the half. I could see Michigan winning that one by a field goal. All right, who do you got mm, in your game? I got the Browns and Bucks, mm. and this is in Tampa Bay. Cleveland is a three and a half point favorite. <sighs> I'm going to reluctantly hold on to this. Oh, wow. I thought for sure that one was coming back. Okay. And I'm going to take the Bucks to outright win this. I think famous Jameis gets the gets the dub in this one because What was the line? I'm sorry. It was, uh, Cleveland, I was focusing on not Cleveland is getting <laughs> Cleveland is getting three and a half. Okay, so you are giving three and a half points. Which suggests that the, the Bucks will totally win by a field goal. And I'll lose by half a point. Calling it now. <laughs> I would love to see it. Yeah, uh, you um, bet you would. All right, and we'll get Joe's pick later. Uh, and we'll, so I've got we'll the I've got the Bucks over the Browns by giving up three and a half. And, and you've got I'm taking Michigan State seven points against Michigan. Mm. Uh, oh, I feel so dirty, but that's be- that's a better. Oh, no, that's I don't even know. When the Browns are up fourteen to nothing at halftime, I'm gonna be pissed. The the Bengals Chief game though, man, that's so. Ugh, I don't feel good about that one. Those were both toughies. Mm, that was not. Yeah, this is this is another tough week. Um, <laughs> Should he asking me if I want David Johnson? I, I told him weeks ago when he traded for him that David Johnson wasn't worth having because <laughs> their offense is that terrible. And now he's since been trying to unload him. All right, well let's. No, uh, I don't want David Johnson. Should he? We're Just, getting late in the show. Let's get into consumer can it. Uh, Alrighty. This is that cool? Are we cool doing that? I think so. Just for Joe. That's a little shout out to Joe. A little uh, little rap air horn because it's been missing from the show. Vic said that's why he tunes in. Consumer can it uh, as always brought to you by Tavor this week. You we go first. Graders pumpkin pie from Braxton Brewing in Covington, Kentucky. Seven percent ABV beer. Uh, I'm gonna consume this one. Uh, wait, hang on. Before I consume it, what was the price on it? Uh, this is the typical Braxton's fare of nine ninety nine for a four pack. So little expensive, but I will consume this one still. Uh, it's a it's a solid pumpkin beer. I like the ABV on this one. Um, the flavor is pretty solid. It's not overwhelming. 
Um, but it's, I think the problem that I'm having is I'm comparing it to the last two weeks, which were such garbage. <laughs> that I think we even mentioned this that, one, that this would just because. Yeah. Based on relative. Everything that those two weren't. <laughs> yeah. Based on relative to the pumpkin beers I've had this year. And since pumpkin beers are nowhere to be found, I, I've only had pumpkin beers on this show. Um, it's head and shoulders above those two. So I, I'll consume this one. What about you, man? You've had it before. Um, and I saw, so I'll go through the backstory of having had this. I purchased this for the show right when it came out and bought myself a four pack. And I will say when I had it, my initial thoughts were mm, not quite enough pumpkin flavor. And one of my coworkers who we talk beer all the time had told me, I know how much you like pumpkin beers and I don't know if it's pumpkin enough for you. So the first time I tried it, I thought, mm, this is disappointing. And this was reminiscent of the black raspberry chip. And I thought, mm, no good. Mm. But, so I had the first four that weekend and was kind of like, but with every time I went back to it, it got better and better to the point where I thought, this, this beer is a total consume. And it, I, I don't have to judge it because I had it prior to those other ones. I don't have to judge it on the merits of the other two because it definitely outshines them by a lot when you're talking about everything. But I think it's just the 7% where they, they fully succeed, succeeded. And the more I had it, the more... It, tasted like it was supposed to i mean yeah. you'll never confuse this for pumpkin or anything but i would say this is solidly right there with any of the other second tier uh pumpkin pumpkin ales that you can find out there uh, and i think braxton did a good job on this their first go around versus i i think that basically what it boils down to is braxton has learned from the mistakes from their first they definitely black have. raspberry chip yes. where they go they went too weak and it disappointed and with the the blue raz or the the blueberry pie ale and now this their first go around you're like okay they get it they got yeah. it and they, they did a good job so this is definitely consume I don't know that you can find it might not even be able to maybe, find it for maybe another be able year. to find it next year um, but if you for whatever reason are able to stumble into some Braxton's Graders pumpkin pie get yourself some this has been consumer can it brought to you by Tavor um, yeah two consumes. Yeah, um, double consume after a couple of uh, a couple of weeks of canning. Yeah, a lot of beers. which is surprising from our show. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's get into the motherfucker of the week poll. Uh, this week's motherfucker of the week nominees. We had Manny Machado for being a douchebag in L.A. and uh, trying to take out people's legs uh, versus Vontez Burfecht trying to take off Antonio Brown's head. Uh, Scott, I'll go to you first. I'm really trying not to piss my pants. Uh, I went with <laughs> Is that your motherfucker of the week? Just hurry Your up. bowels? Yeah, I'm about to piss. Uh, okay, up. cool. Uh, I'm going with Manny Machado because uh, I thought it was, again, dirty, and he kind of alluded to maybe not really caring that it was dirty, and it just seemed kind of vague. So uh, I went with Manny Machado. I mean, Vontez Perfect is a historical that's why I went with Vontez, because the history was on his side of being a motherfucker. Well, I for, I just thought... The, actually, because it didn't happen where it was so blatant, this was the least motherfuckerish thing that he's done. That's why I done. thought it was worse, because now he's moved to hiding it. It's not even like he's out in the open trying to take off people's head. Now he's trying Vontez to... Vontez is on a sliding scale of motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, but I went, dumb. I went with Vontez because uh, just the history. Like, at this point, man, everybody knows you're dirty. You... You have the opportunity to clean up to be a better player, and instead he just keeps taking cheap shots at he people's heads. He just keeps being that and guy, and it, it won't stop until he really hurts somebody on the field. Um, yeah, 
And the votes are in. 64% of the audience has voted Vontez Perfect mm. as motherfucker of the week. Not and a I shocker. think that goes back to his history. Like yeah, Vontez is just he's he is and you know, we said Manny Machado just isn't he doesn't historically have historically a motherfuckerish. Yeah. Yeah. So people will maybe they'll believe that he wasn't really trying to hurt somebody. Or even if they want, they just, you know. Vontez has votes coming from everything he's ever Right, done. that's a good point. There's a lot of Pittsburgh fans that watch the show, so Vontez was getting voted anyway. <laughs> uh, Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect, motherfucker of the week. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> we need to start like getting trophies or something yes. or like, tagging people in tweets about this shit. That would be hilarious. Uh, that would be pretty awesome to, uh, to really let them know that they are motherfuckers. Uh, based on our audience vote. Uh, we did it, man. We did it without not Joe. Many, not too many uh, technical issues. Turns um, out we still can just do this, just the two of us. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, not ideal, but it works. Yeah, you know, it's really tough. Uh, it's really hard to keep track of everything. Uh, but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for commenting. Uh, I really appreciate all the uh, the participation. Hope you guys like those polls. Uh, we'll, we'll keep doing that. Um... Anyways, anytime you guys want, you can uh, hit us up on Twitter. Just real quick. Uh, yeah. Ryan, should he point it out? And I didn't know this. Vontez liked two comments on Instagram where people wished Juju ended up like Shazier. Ooh. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Wow. Uh, that is. Does that change your vote? Because my vote stays the same. It just might. <laughs> Holy right. crap. Yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, as always, you can follow the show at Craft B Sports. You can follow Scott at Scotty K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Burlon. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. Tweet at him. Wish him a happy birthday. You still got two hours left to do that. Uh, hit up the drunk line anytime you want. Leave a message four four zero thirty seven drunk. You can text the line. Leave us a message that way to um, share the show. Help us out. Let your friends know if you've got somebody who would enjoy the show. Make sure you tell them about it. Word of mouth share, is the best share, way. Share, 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 Word share. of mouth is the best way for this show to grow, so we need you guys to help us out. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, we really appreciate it. Cheers, everybody. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 